While I was out there, I saw something. What was it? What is this? An ant. Ant? So much gets shipped up from Earth on commercial transports, it's hard to keep them out. Yeah, I have just picked it up on the tip of my glove. If I put it down again, and it asks another ant, What was that? <laughs> How would it explain? There are things in the universe billions of years older than either of our races. They are vast, timeless. And if they are aware of us at all, it is as little more than ants. And we have as much chance of communicating with them as an ant has with us. Oh, greetings, Commander. And welcome to episode 138 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Leet and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Colin Phoenix Tafaya Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder for this episode are the head of health and safety, Ben Moss Woodward. I've got Lurgy. Okay, moving swiftly along to the head of entertainment, Mr. Chris Jarvis who's probably forgotten to click oh, his mic again. No, I muted myself because I was typing. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm here. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> Welcome. Um, do we have our heads of our new test pilot, Andre? We do. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Hello, Commander Marshall. Hello. And finally, for a little while at least, we've also got the, the commander himself, Alan Stroud. Hi, folks. How you doing? You alright, Colin? <laughs> I'm alright. It's it's um is a quite an interesting little intro there. It seems to be very, very apt. I think a lot of people were thinking well, those people who like Babylon five were certainly thinking that when the when the news hit today. Well, this in the last week. So, um just quickly we'll go around everybody, see how we're all doing. So we'll start with Eeny Mini Miny Mo Ah. Oh. Marshall, it's been quite a while since you've been on the show, so what have you been up to? Um, In-game, I've been hauling all the way out to Colonia, so it's taken, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks to get out to Colonia, Um, but I'm there now, and it's quite nice. Um, It's all very pretty. Um, Sod's Law, I hit there, and then Thargoids come back. (laughs) But technically, we don't know if they are. Well, yeah, something's come back. Something's appeared. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm up at Colonia now for the moment. Ah. you never know. They they might make an appearance up there if if Mister Ben Moss Woodward has been theorising. So moving quickly on to Ben. Hello. Yes, as I did mention, I'm actually I've got a nasty, horrible throat infection, and if I cough on air, I apologise. I've been losing my lungs several times, but I'll try to minimise that. But yeah, in game, I'm I'm actually I'm not at Lave today. I'm currently I'm at Obsidian Orbital, and I have got just like our lovely Mister Mister Ed Lewis. I have got an unknown artifact in my cargo. I have got some unknown fragment things, and I, I have a theory that the aliens are actually suffering from mods. So I also have 45 tons of the hot and mug, some. Centauri Megagin, and of course some Lavian Brandy. So if I do get interdicted, I'm going to make them an offering 
of some gin, some mugs, and some brandy, just because it, it seems only polite. <laughs> oh, it's, it's nice that you're trying to establish interstellar relations in such a way using alcohol. These things have to be done. Mm. So, Commander Stroud, how have you been? Oh, busy, busy, busy. Um, so we're back at, at university this week, uh, gradually sort of easing in. And, um, I, well, the holiday was a bit tricky in that time I didn't really get a lot of the things that I wanted to get done done. But uh, that's tis the way of it. Uh, the nearest I got to playing Elite was I actually got to my chair in the attic, which at the <laughs> moment, um, that that's quite a, quite a thing. Um, the... The LaveCon Artemis computers uh, are, are all sort of strewn up there in pieces. And, um, yeah, so fighting my way through those to try and get to my chair, which I managed to do last night. Um, so so that was good. But I've still got to, to actually put the PC back together. Um, Chris will be uh, obviously disappointed because that means I haven't composed any music. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. It'll be fine. That's right. I haven't really uh, it, so. Other news. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, so other the news, other very recent news was, um, and we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit about it in a minute. Uh, we opened bookings for LaveCon uh, uh, two days Yay! ago, and I've uh, whilst whilst de- dealing with uh, with with the day job and the other bits and pieces, Karen and I have been fielding. Uh, <laughs> well, we are we are nearly sold out of hotel rooms, which is pretty amazing, you know, and that's in two days. Um, that. That doesn't mean we're sold out of tickets by any way, shape, or, or imagination. And we're currently ringing around to try and uh, source some alternative block bookings of other hotels uh, in the vicinity. So, um, and, and camping, camping as well. We're doing camping this year, which is going to be fun. So anyway, yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. So that's, that's what I've been up to. And finally, we have Head of Entertainment, Chris Jarvis. How have you been, sir? I've been good. I've, I've just had this sort of guilty moment where I'm, I'm racking my brains trying to think what I've actually been doing in the last week. I've just been trying to get things sorted um, to kind of get the ball rolling again. I had a, a post out to the, um, the the Patreon backers of Escape Velocity today, um, fielding basically their opinion. Sorry if you can hear a baby monitor in the background. Um, fielding their opinions on, on whether they would willingly kind of support a, um, uh, a, a sort of special edition re-edit of Escape Velocity Seasons 1 and 2. Um, so for those, for those who don't know, well, okay, for the, so I'll, I'll, I'll go back even one step further. For those who really don't know, Escape Velocity is a full cast audio drama that I make based on Escape, uh, based on Elite Dangerous. Um, a couple of years ago, it was the first two series were made before we even had the alpha of Elite Dangerous. So we didn't know what the game was going to be like. We didn't know what it would sound like. Um, so the practical upshot was that series one and two were made with really whatever science fiction sound effects you know, we kind of wanted to use. Um, and obviously, having now made Series 3, Series 3 now uses all the sound effects from the game, and I think sounds pretty authentic. Um, and, you know, what, what, one of the things I'd like to do is to basically make Series 1 and 2 sound like Series 3, not least because my audio drama skills are much better now than they were when I made those two series. So it's really just about bringing Series 1 and 2, you know, up to the kind of standard that the Series 3 is at. Uh, and the good news for all the other Escape Velocity fans uh, is that the Patreon backers seem to think it's a good idea. So hopefully that's going to be happening um, some point soon. And that'll mean, hopefully, if she's available, getting Verity back in the studio to record the ship lines 
because in the previous series that was just like a text to speech engine we were using um and it should you know it should, it should be good i'm i'm kind of personally really pleased that people want to see it happen um because i have this thing where obviously i ask people to, to go and listen to escape velocity and i always kind of end up saying stick with it you know series one doesn't sound great but but it gets better so i'm kind of looking forward to having a a series that in a totality I can kind of wholeheartedly recommend without feeling like I need to apologise for, you know, some of my earliest work is what it really is. So that's that's been my week, really. Excellent. Excellent. So um, what we'll do, um, we know we've got some big news and big releases which have happened today, um, but what we think we'll touch on for the moment, because I know time is, is precious to, to the commander himself, um, Alan, would you like to talk through LaveCon for the moment? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can do it. I think I've covered most things in that we've had this amazing swamping of, uh, of people booking tickets, which is fantastic. And it's it's lovely to see um, the elite community coming out in force to, to support its annual event. Um, we... We've had a tough year, you know, Karen and I have had a, a very tough year um, in 2016 and um, it's been, you know, it's been hard. Things have, have happened that have made it hard and actually one of those moments, even though it's a lot of hard work to sort out, one of those moments where everybody, you, you release the tickets and suddenly bam, you're like, wow, you know, this is just uh, incredible. Um, so, yeah, so wonderful that, that that's happened um really now looking forward to to what we're doing um gonna be great um uh and uh yeah no i'm 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 really pleased with it um so, so uh, is that I, the is that the the most of the hotel rooms have gone in almost 48 hours effectively uh yeah yeah pretty much um wow. <laughs> yeah you know I mean, you know it's it's i mean obviously we can still t- take you know day passes and uh uh you know and uh, weekend passes um and what else uh yeah we're, we're now sourcing as i say other rooms we've also got there um uh we're also sourcing um other uh, other op- opportunities for people to come and attend um and uh, um yeah you know it's um uh you know it, it's 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 really, really lovely, and it is also uh, wonderful that you know we're we're going to be able to to sort of plan everything together and get it all going. And we've got the um, what am I calling it? The um, uh, the booking system working. You know, actually, you know, because we're running two events. Uh, just hold on a second. Uh, can you just uh, go to Chris because Ben is typing, and I need to reply to him. Right. Okay then, Chris. What am I saying? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, actually, what we'll do for the moment, until Alan gets back, yeah. um, is that, as everybody knows today, there has been a new patch release. 2.203 has finally come out of beta and gone live. So, um, I do believe, Commander Marshall, you've been looking over um, a lot of these changes. It's quite, su- it's quite a surprising, surprisingly large amount of changes for, for this. It is. Um, it's, it's a bit of a monster. Um, yeah. So to put it mildly. Yeah. So what's what's jumped out at you? 
Um, a couple of the highlights, and I think the first thing that Zach posted when he posted the changelog on the Frontier forums was fix a crash when dropping from orbit from a particular system that's near the Heart and Soul Nebula. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's something there that continues the um, Children of Raxler um, rift uh, plot, because previously, whenever, whenever anyone tried to land on that planet at a certain location it would cause a crash so that's been fixed and it's right at the top of the change log so there's there's gonna be something there not sure where it's gonna be yeah manually scanning that planet or part of it but i know canon have sent people there ready today um as have several other player groups so yeah there's been yeah there's been an awful lot sent out there um I've been monitoring the thread itself, and so far, I'm afraid to say they haven't found anything yet. But no, knowing um, knowing the the determination of people who are trying to follow the uh, the rift storyline, they they they'll find something, oh, yeah. even if they they co- coax it through one one square centimeter at a time. But uh, yeah, uh, what else? <laughs> oh, you want me to keep rolling? Sorry, okay. sorry, oh, yeah. Yeah, keep rolling. Sorry, oh, hang on. <laughs> Alan's back. Sorry, back yeah, now. Back. <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that. It just uh, the one thing I, I can't do is if somebody's if somebody's dropping feedback to me about something um, at the same time as I'm trying to talk, I, I just can't do it. <laughs> My multitasking is okay, but you know it's very difficult to look at something and go, okay, you're asking, you know. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, the uh, LabeCon obviously great. You know, stuff is going on really well. Um, you know, we're we're uh, delighted that we've got our own online booking system running uh which is fantastic and yeah so looking forward to a good event and obviously with what marshall was saying and sorry for interrupting you there marshall um we it's it's lovely that actually we've now got some things that you know there's some mystery going on now which i'm sure later in the year is going to be something lovely to for people to explore watch you know, compare theories and uh, and really get get their teeth into in a concentrated way in the LaveCon LAM because you know having forty odd computers in one space uh, exploring what the Thargoids are up to might be uh, might be quite fun. Of course, we don't know that they're the Thargoids. You know, <laughs> could be a different alien race, couldn't it? You know. Well, we know that there's well, we we think there's more than one anyway, don't we? Because uh, the, the difference possibly? is well. This this is just in theory, Alan. Don't panic. I'm not trying to trap you. <laughs> right. No, no. The, no you can't. It's fine. The 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 <laughs> the ruins that have been recently discovered they look completely different different architecturally than the than the spaceships, and that implies that there there are two different uh, entities going on here. Well, that's that's just my theory, of course. But um, anyway, moving on. Uh, just, to, just to play, well, no, the, the opposite of devil's advocate. Go on, then. Devil's, devil's, whatever the opposite of devil's advocate would be. God's advocate. God's advocate, absolutely. I mean, people are saying that the ruins don't look like the spaceships. Is that like saying, well, I found a 747 and it doesn't look like a house, therefore there must be two species on the planet Earth? Well, this is the thing, because one looks so organic and the other one looks so monolithic. It, it, you can, yeah. you can. I mean, stylistically, the, stylistically, I get what people are saying. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. The spaceships don't look like buildings, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know. No, we're, 
Every, well, everybody's got the feeling that the barnacles and this uh, this this alien encounter are connected because they feel and they look as if they've got the same architecture involved. But the monoliths uh, and and xenohenge, as I like to call it, <laughs> it, it that looks like something else. Nice. Yeah. I, think, I think it's the 13th tribe. The 13th? <laughs> yeah. Why, well, you're expecting to come across a generation ship called Galactica, are you? Yes! How amazing there is that? There you uh, go! Now, how insert, about that for a... Yeah. yeah. Insert science fiction archetype stereotype here. <laughs> yeah. hey. That's me just being nice and predictable. Um, even though, I'm sorry, we're, we're batting back and forth between um, we we're between subjects. But Alan, uh, can you just clarify while we've got you on and we've got you live and yeah. we've got the horse's mouth? Sure. What's the current <laughs> state of play with the the golden platinum tickets? Because I know that they did come offline for a while. Yeah, are they now back online and sold okay. out, or are they still offline? Right, the, they came back online this morning. Um, the majority of categories are now sold out. Uh, uh, I am literally just logging in whilst we speak, just to have a look. Uh, what will then happen is um, the next thing is that Karen and I will start talking to to, um, to other people to see if we can uh, see if we can arrange some additional hotel space uh, uh, and also the camping um, gold will go online as soon as we've sourced all of the requirements for the, the camping gold uh currently looking on the store you've got um the platinum double uh is the only thing that's left so in the hotel the platinum double is the only thing left i i, I camped the second LaveCon, um uh-huh. and it was a hilarious experience because it was really nice because i like camping anyway and it was you know a night in yeah. a tent with with eden and eden and hannah um, but it was just funny because it was because it was that hotel that we were in for Lavecon to. It was literally like a like a grass verge next to the car park. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think camping at um, the Sedgebrook could actually be a bit nicer because they've got quite nice grounds there. Yeah, it should be. I mean, we're currently discussing with them, and this is obviously exclusive to to what's being uh, what's being talked about because we've not, not mentioned it anywhere else. We're currently discussing with them quite a lot of expansion to the event onto the grounds so you guys some of you are aware that we own quite a lot of tents and we have access to quite a lot of tents (laughs) yeah just a few so um i have for example i have a marquee um and uh i have one or two other you know other tents that we've got access to we've also got some some you know some pretty good, good modern sleeping tents uh so we're looking into ways in which you know, we may even be able to just say, you know, no worries, book your ticket for your camping gold and you'll turn up, your tent will already be put up. You'll just be told which one, it, you know, you'll know which one it is. Um, and then all you've got to do is just, just get into your, you know, to your, to your place and then you're all sorted. And similarly, some of the activities, I know we had Jugger on the grounds, but some of the activities will also go onto the grounds. We're looking at ways in which we can, you know, make some of the uh, the activities outside where possible. Obviously, power is a is an issue. Um, that may not happen, so you know that that's going to be a little bit more tricky. But um, yeah, you know, it should should enable a lot more things to be going on, uh, which would be great fun. And of course, you've got the ambassadors reception too, which is uh, is going to be fantastic fun. Which is the uh, the Friday night. Um, 
which we're hoping uh, for a for a costume party. Basically, we want people to to turn up. There will be um, in the next few weeks. There will be some, some costume guidance uh, going up on the site, which will be costume costume guidance that takes into account uh, that not all of us uh, can slip into these very very uh, uh, pretty and tight neoprene outfits that we've seen elite pilots wearing <laughs> in game so you know uh finding some other ways to uh uh to sort of to, to have the different costumes of uh, of the different factions will be quite useful and um so yeah and we want to you know we want to give people opportunities to do that we want to try and sort of deconstruct what what there is out there and um and and give people a few sort of thoughts on things that they could they could have to represent the commander well that does sound like really good stuff so uh, I mean personally I'm hoping to make it down myself so uh, yeah that's it's going to be a, a rather interesting set of negotiations as it's my wedding anniversary <clears throat> but moving on <laughs> oh dear I'm going to have to pay for it there's no other way for it well you 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 know, and I, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there, Colin, and, and it is a possibility. Um, I put well, my I'm birthday that, off. There have... are other reasons. <laughs> there are other reasons why I put my birthday off for, for four months uh, to this year. Um, but um, you know, if you if you you know if you made a, a massive massive um, you know sort of thing of of the the wedding anniversary just a tiny bit late but a lot of effort was put into it that might help just as a suggestion <laughs> yes well uh, hopefully it will it will st- i'll still have a wedding anniversary to celebrate but moving on from that that's the last thing of that that is supposed to be a joke it's obviously fallen flat but um right now obviously the big news this week is that last thursday people got the shock of their lives uh well of their elite dangerous lives when um, an Xbox commander um, I do believe DP Sewer was interdicted for the first time by a rather large unidentified flower like vessel Uh, and it was halfway through um, our sister station the Hutton Truckers orbital radio broadcast to which Commander Bill Wildebeest brought it to everybody's attention now uh, it's pretty obvious that I think everybody here has seen the video. We'll just quickly go around the table about what your reactions were. So we'll start with uh, Ben, if you're able to. Uh, very quickly, my reactions were squee. I was driving up at the time, and I was like, yeah, that looks absolutely awesome. Yeah, your lungs still in, in your throat there. Cause, Only yeah. just. Uh, okay. yeah, before I speak, I need to have a drink. <laughs> so don't just jump things on me. Right, quickly, moving on to Android. Um, I was listening to um, Hutton Orbital, but I was also on Discord, which is what a lot of the player groups lose, use, um, and it went on fire, basically. Everyone was saying, no, it's fake, it's fake, it's a really good fake, but it's fake. And it, yes, and then Frontier, tweet, Frontier tweeted it, and everyone was like, oh, 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 oh it's real. So yeah, it was kind of like um, Bedlam, really. Mm. Uh, Chris? Yeah, I really enjoyed the kind of uh, the kind of cinematic impact of it. I mean, you know, Elite Dangerous is a game that they haven't really since its launch. It's never been a particularly handheld 
game in the sense of you know you go here and they're like you know like another game you'd go somewhere and there'd be a cut scene or you'd go somewhere and then you know it would break away you know elite dangerous is very resolutely i think apart from the um the loadout the sort of equipping screen the entire game really is played from the from the cockpit of the ship and that 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 lends itself to elite dangerous not always being very cinematic until people kind of use the external camera and make videos and things online but actually with this i really liked the way that i mean obviously it's kind of four-man function I, i liked the way that the the commander's ship was kind of powered down so they weren't able to do anything and then that became a kind of uh, passive camera for watching this incredibly kind of well-directed kind of alien encounter play out. And I just loved every moment of it. I loved the way the thing kind of came into shot. I thought the animation of the ship with these kind of... Um, I mean, a kind of, you know, we've talked before about um, Thargoids as being, you know, people refer to them kind of like spiders because of the whole eight octagon thing. But actually it was more like kind of eight petals. And the way this thing kind of opened up and you could see that it was deploying some sort of device. I thought, you know, the tension on that was great. I loved the sound effects. The sound was absolutely incredible. I mean, really put me in mind of like, you know, close encounters kind of stuff. Just that sort of. Well, what's the other one? There's a. There's uh, else you know what? You Sweet. know what this reminded me of the most. The sound, especially, um, the probe in Star Trek Four. Yeah, there was the a, sound and yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually there's I think the thing I'm thinking of might actually be a big finish thing there are these floating baby heads that make this kind of brass elephant type noise and it's just it's just an incredible thing to hear and then obviously you get the whole thing with the, the scan and then the thing flies off and you know a couple of the videos I've seen people were able to kind of give chase and see this thing creating its own you know with its own hyperdrive engine generator that it's got rather than the kind of hyperdrives that we see with other players they have this beam that sort of creates a a rift in space which they then fly into and the whole thing was just so well done and the thing that really got to me about it was it was obvious because of the the sheer quality of the animation and the sound and the animation sequence it's obvious that frontier have been working on that you know even if even if we're just talking about the animation and the the resources required they've been working on that for some time um yeah and you know they've been they've been keeping it from us they've been lying to us no that's fine uh, <laughs> surprises like this are nice but i just think i just you know i think there was nothing there was nothing underwhelming about it there was nothing where i kind of thought oh, yeah, aliens appeared, but it's a bit kind of, yeah. It was just, yeah. I mean, even having not taken, having not seen it, I was joking the other day because people were saying, oh, are you going to go and try and find aliens? I don't think the RNG is my friend. Um, after spending four hours in mining, I never even saw a single unit of painite. I don't fancy my chances with the RNG uh, being found <laughs> by aliens. I would like it if it happens, but I just, you know, I was just thrilled watching the videos uh, and I just thought it was, you know, it was absolutely great. And I was kind of commenting to my wife that it doesn't surprise me, in a sense, that the first videos that appeared were from the Xbox version, because of course the whole streaming thing is very integrated with Xbox. Whereas with me, if I'd been playing the game and this alien had appeared, I'd have been clicking around my desktop trying to get OBS running because I don't, I don't keep a, 
a video grabber running in the background just in case something interesting happens. I actually have to kind no. of fire it up and go looking for these things. So I was kind well, of yeah. musing over the fact that actually the Xbox is much more convenient for gathering evidence. Yeah, well, this, this is a thing. Sorry, I, d- I don't want to kind of turn this into a one-person extended thing. I just want to ask the question. Were there reports before this video appeared of this happening, but the people not having video evidence? Because literally, no, this video was the first I'd heard of it. No, no. It, it was it was basically the first thing that ever came that came out. I mean, with the Xbox, you can just sound, say Xbox record that as you're playing, yeah. and it will start recording five minutes at a time, which is what I think it, um, how the, uh, the commander in question was able to capture these things. Mm. But uh, phew, I think more, I, I mean I've all got fraps on standby all ta- all the time anyway to record any interesting footage. Uh, on the PC, so yeah. I know sometimes I sort of think I should, but then, but then I don't. <laughs> yeah. mm. So, Alan, I take it you've seen the video. What was your gut reaction? Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, quality of apologies, listeners, for quality of my response at the moment. In that, um, uh, my laptop, the Thargoids have obviously invaded my laptop and just killed it <laughs> um, two minutes ago. So I'm currently on the iPad. Uh, the laptop is just logging back in, so I should uh, should be able to switch back over to it in a minute. Um, I, I won't do it mid uh, mid this response. Um, so yeah, okay. So I, I saw I saw the Sayer videos. Um, I think when they were, I think Ben posted them to Skype. Um, so I saw them then, and they look great. Um, and then I saw Bewilderbeast's um, video of it, which is all oh. one piece. And um, he was great. You know, he was fantastic because, bless Nick, when, when stuff happens, Nick gets really excited. Uh, and that was, that was really nice. So that was, um, that was a really good uh, video. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, then I, I think I jumped on because we had uh, a bit of stuff with the RPG and a couple of other bits and pieces. I jumped on the thread on the forums, which just, just went nuts, you know, went bop, 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 mm. bop, bop. And this is where I kind of, there was the positive and the negative because the positive was, wow, you know, generated all this. And even the BBC had an article and, you know, it, 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 it sort of, Started to we started to see all the 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 places that have covered Elite Dangerous since its you know since its Kickstarter, all the places where it it sort of touches you know the zenith of its media interest when we get an article on Forbes and when we get an article on the BBC, um you know all of that started to happen which was great and you got um, I'm assuming it's Rory Kathleen Jones is you know is sort of over it but whatever um yeah. anyway so so we saw all of that which was lovely and that was that was a good thing and, and really nice um what i saw quite quickly after a couple of responses on the thread was the complaint <laughs> that that the thargoids or the the alien was doing the same thing now i thought that was going to happen you know i thought that because much as chris has said you know yes you know the the way in which it's cinematically been constructed so the ship powers down. I utterly agree. I think that was that's genius. You know, horror works incredibly well when you render the player power, uh, powerless, and so you know that 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 sort of element works incredibly well. I think they've they've obviously um, 
taken a trick from Alien Isolation or something else. But um, yeah, that worked really, really well. Um, and that that enabled them to you know to make it a uh, essentially a cutscene that you couldn't really do very much to interact with. Um, but yeah, then there were a couple of comments that all the Thargoids were doing or the aliens were doing was the same stuff. And I thought that was a little bit of a shame, you know, because I think that that's a symptom of the um, of the fact that we're now in a globalized um, the MMO stroke social media stroke internet, you know, uh, world whereby these things are diluted because they're the content is shared. And I totally recognize that, you know, my experience is not the experience of having had this happen to me, which I'm sure is far more thrilling than watching on a YouTube video. You know, content is diluted, the the ritual of the spectacle is gone, and, you know, and so on and so forth. So I thought that was a little bit of a shame, and I thought it's a little bit of a shame that people see it that way. You know, I'd, I'd like them to to experience the, you know, the illusion of it for what it is. Um there will need to be some variation. You know, Frontier will need to start thinking of some variations for what the Thargoids are going to do in that, that circumstance, which I think will be good fun, you know, and good fun to see. The other disappointing thing, tiny disappointing thing, was the opportunism. There was a little bit of opportunism going on of, oh, yeah, I've I've got this article on this, I've got this article on that, and basically trying to uh, to be a bit, sort of um self-promoting you know i saw quite a bit of self-promoting and um i thought that was a shame particularly from from certain individuals um i've always felt that you know the best way and and they do it quite well you know frontier are very cagey they didn't say thargoids they said alien or they said something strange you know and i i quite like the fact that they're very cagey you know there's reasons they're, they're quite conservative that's that's one of the reasons you know in terms of what they do with their stuff but by being cagey, they preserve mystery. And I don't really like it when uh, internet forums start to, um, when individuals on internet forums start to post things that they know that kind of go against that mystery. You know, if it's Frontier posting it, um, you know, yeah, great. If it's um, something people experience in game, yeah, great. You know, I'd rather that it sort of stuck with that. Um, so those are the only downsides. Um, I'm kind of hoping that... Um, you know, that that will be the, the way things will move forward. And, um, yeah, it's intriguing, you know, so it's good fun. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that got me um, when, I, when I first saw all this was the media reaction mm. from, uh, I mean, it hit the all the big uh, big websites from uh, the BBC, IGN, GameSpot. Everybody picked this one up. We even had compliments. Now this 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 says something. There were compliments made on the Star Citizen Reddit. <laughs> now that that is astounding to hear. Well, the, and then of course it, it went back to usual, but. Um, yeah, I mean the media reaction has been. And no, I, I think I think one of the reasons that's the case is because less is more, um, and that's not to suggest that you know Frontier don't have more things up their sleeve in any way, shape, or form. They, I'm sure they do, uh, but less is more, and this is a tease, and actually it's been played. The card's been played very carefully and very well, 
you know, and that, that I think we should we should applaud them for. Uh, similarly, the the thing that um, that Chris was kind of saying about, about the cinematics of it, they made a decision very 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 early on to go first person, you know, to preserve the first person of the you know of the game, and this is where that choice is absolutely realized because the the experience of this happening you know and and i've seen one or two videos where it happened in oculus the experience of this happening it's like being in close encounter but being in a spaceship in close encounter you know it absolutely apes all of that science fiction tradition i think that's fabulous you know and that 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 touches beyond the, the elite dangerous community that touches you know anybody interested in science fiction and we've got a lot of films at the moment that are out there talking about you know first contact situations uh ted chang's uh the arrival you know that that's oh that's that that's is serious a phenomenal film stuff you know it's 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 mysterious mythic it's awesome so yeah yeah so yeah the, i mean oh just okay just Hello? quickly oh, oh i'm still here are you uh have we lost him Lost? I don't know, but now I can I'm, hear now I can hear you, and I lost you before, Colin. So I don't know if we've got <laughs> Gremlins. I'm still here. I'm still here. It's all right. I didn't. I didn't die. We've got Everybody sound off. interference. Thargoid Thar- Thar- interference. Where are we all? <laughs> We're stuck here in Lee Station, and everything's going wrong. Yeah. Mind you, in Lee Station, we do have a Thargoid tourist beacon. So oh, uh, yeah, dum dum dum. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. That, you, uh, that was interesting. That was interesting as well. People were kind of, you know, uh, I, I always like it when people speculate, and I did. I did sort of say this on the f- forums. Um, I love it when people speculate because one of the things that's, and you know, I'll, I'll caveat this. I didn't. I didn't write um, any of the stuff to do with the Thargoids, but with my stuff, whenever anybody is sort of telling a story, uh, uh, you put a story out there, and. Um, th- then you see people speculating when you see you know players coming back and going oh but this this and this must mean this and this this you sit there and listen to it when you know it's part of your story you're kind of going oh it's great because they really care listen to them really care about the things that 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 was invented you know it's really cool and then they come up with things that you go wow i wish i'd thought of that that's even better than my idea and then if you're clever and you've done it you know carefully you sit there and go Maybe I can work that in. <laughs> uh, you know, you if, if you want to use their rather than mine, you know, and make them think like I thought of that all along. That's fine. No, you know, I mean, you, you obviously to a point, uh, that's the case. But um, I, I've always kind of made a, a point of trying to then go back to. I mean, we we did we did a whole thing with with um, a fantasy world and demon summoning creatures and wondering out where these these demons were coming from and why they mutate people and blah blah blah. And actually, at the end, I did make a point of going to the people who, the players who got involved in the investigation and saying, actually, you did this and you came up with this. And we just went, that was great. And we ran with it because your idea was better than ours. Because um, I think that's the time and the place. You know what I mean? You don't speculate. If you're in the know, you don't join the speculation whilst things are going on. Because actually, you even if you're you're trying to police it, you might have a tendency to uh, reveal something that kind of narrows down. You, you see what I'm saying? Um, yes. Actually, it's much better. You join it after 
afterwards and when everybody can kind of give the whole you know sort of story and and give the backstory and give what was going on behind the scenes and you know and blah 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 blah, which is great uh yeah no um ben's 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 like chewing on his fingers take a drink then ask me the question you want to ask me oh I want to find out, you know, obviously these Thargoid interactions we've been having are very different from my original interactions with them back in the original Elite, which was, shall we say, incredibly violent. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I remember from the Dark Wheel, we have uh, this lovely little quote, bullshit, McCreevy said, and dragged Alex away. There are Aurasians, I think that is, Aurasians. Something yep. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the one way that can make an Norwegian deadly is by confusing them with the way you've just confused them. They're deadly yep. en- enemies of the Thargoids. Mm-hmm. These guys mm-hmm. seem a hell of a lot nicer than the Thargoids that I remember. You know, yes, they're looking at us and they're checking us out, but they're not exactly mm-hmm. being nasty, horrible, and shooting <laughs> us with fiery beams of death. Okay. So, what's no. your question? Yeah. Well, it's, it's more. I don't think. We, I don't think we see. We're seeing thargoids. I think these are okay. friendly alternative aliens, and everyone's saying they're thargoids. And it's okay. it's a speculation, not a question, really. It's very good speculation. Um, <laughs> and Careful I think to put them on the spot. The way, yeah, the way. The way in which I'd reply to that is I would say that the the idea of, of Elite and the change between Elite and Frontier was t- to bring about circumstances like this, the first contact circumstances. Mm-hmm. And we do have some legacy in relation to, to first contact because um, we know we've met the Thargoids before. Now, um, how, how much of a, a, a Thargoid ish looking ship we 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 met before if you know what i'm saying um you know the old uh, uh sort of octagonal uh, or hexagonal octagonal the old octagonal 3d spaceships that we we saw then how much they relate to to what we're looking at now as to whether what we're looking at now is um what was you know you, you know what i'm saying you, you see what i'm saying but the the key thing here is that yes we've met them before but they've been away so actually we're almost in a reset for first contact situation and with the fact that the change was made between elite and frontier to to give the opportunity to explore the the way in which people will interact with an alien species um whether that goes into warfare or whether it doesn't go into warfare um I think is part of the point. And actually, if, you, if you're going to do that once, then maybe you're, you're missing a trick on being able to do it more than once. Mm. That would be the only thing I'd, I'd go so far in saying. If you, you see, so I'm kind of validating what you're saying a little bit, Ben. Um, as to whether that does happen, I, I have no idea. You know, I mean, I'm sure um, that uh, the folks... Uh, sat in there, you know, uh, doing the game design will work out what they want, what they want it to be, how they want it to look, and and you know, and everything else. But certainly, um, it's interesting. The only thing I would, <laughs> I would slightly caveat that with 
is, of course, people are going to poke them with sticks. You know, there was a um, uh, there was a video straight up the SDC immediately. Members of the SDC, uh, as soon as they got power back on their ship, guns, 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 everything they could possibly, you know, throw at the thing. Of course, they're going to poke it with sticks. So, um, mm. much as you know, they may seem a bit more friendly at the moment, Ben. <laughs> uh, you know, humanity is bound to screw this up. We, we might make a mess. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, yeah. This is why we can't have nice things. I think that is exactly the. And you know, when when your alien basically looks at you and says, "Well, I can't tell you sheep apart," you know. Why? Why should they be able to tell us apart in any way, shape, or form? They, you know, <laughs> mm. I think we're damned. We're damned by our lowest common denominator there. So, you know, if one person fires a shot, that's a, that's what you know. I mean, fundamentally, that's why you have armies, and that's why our soldiers obey orders or don't obey orders. You know, we're not an army. You know, we're a bunch of people in a multiplayer online game. Someone's going to shoot someone. Someone's <laughs> going to blow a plant up. Somebody's going to shoot a ship, and and and. You know, and and they're going to take offence. And guess what? Then you're going to pay for it, um, and that's what they'll have caused. And which, that's going to be so much know... fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm hopefully working on the on the uh, red flag, green flag theory. Is that the number every encounter a flag goes up, so that if it's if they leave the ship peacefully alone, we get a green flag, and if if they're shot on, if they're shot at, then a red flag goes up, and then. Yeah. After a certain period of time, whoever's got the most flags determines their responses. But if, but, if it's but a case surely. of one person firing, if it were only about the Babylon 5 situation, yeah. then we're screwed. <laughs> and, and surely, I, I think the only thing that you're, that you're thinking there, Colin, and this is, this is you know, I, I, I appreciate it, and I totally appreciate what you're, you're saying there. But... Um, that that's a design principle not a narrative principle um so if you're immersed in the narrative and you know say say nasa decides it's taking a mission to mars it goes to mars um say spaceship x manages to get to mars as well and then elon musk manages to you know to get another company to mars and someone else gets another company and so we end up with five different commercial companies on mars and they all find stuff one of them decides to take some of that stuff home. And then they realize there's aliens on Mars and that stuff belonged to them. You know, yeah. there are five, this five, is five the different Mr. groups Ron's to blame and only issue. one of them has done the problem. You know, and so then we're, we're in a, you know, so collective responsibility in that regard goes, you know, becomes, as a species, it becomes collective. You know, we become collectively responsible. Um, okay. You know, it's much as it's, it's like, you know, you can't blame... Um, you can't blame this generation for the, the crimes of previous generations, but those crimes exist and those crimes happened and we are, they are part of our legacy. So there is a, there is a, 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 a legacy of responsibility, even though we may not be directly at fault. So yeah, you know, <laughs> oh, that got deep suddenly. That, Sorry. That, ooh, yes. I mean, so can that's, I just that's do a very test for Twitch thing. while we're at, well, before, so hopefully Twitch can hear me. I've gone off and boosted everything. Okay, okay, right. Um, I mean, I've, I've got my own little personal theory about what's happening here, uh, and so I thought I'd just share that with the group. Alan, you don't have to chip in at all. Um, uh, I, I might go away in a minute. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit more, but I've got to go. I've got to go do this this assignment. But uh, yeah, go on, go on. 
just just quickly now it does seem that um the scan happens no matter what you're carrying now my opinion was that if there are something that they're looking for we don't have it yet so they're looking for something and i've got a, a theory because if it is thargoids mr brooks dropped a hint that they were all female now what happens is if they're looking for the male a male has gone missing and they're looking for that male that's my theory you want sexy think? time mm. with thargoid don't you no i'm not captain kirk <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody else got any wacky theories? I've got a wacky theory. Go on. I reckon that uh, the taint of the alien is on you if you've been spotted, and I think that the second bubble is going to be where uh, a rejuvenated Inra will drive any pilot that has had contact with the aliens. I think only the pure of Hull are going to be allowed to stay in the original core. <laughs> The pure of Hull. Yeah. <laughs> chased out by a joint federation and imperial task force. I, I do like the idea of Inquisitors suddenly uh, <laughs> suddenly turning up in the core systems. Uh, because that's trackable. It's actually quite trackable, isn't it? You know, if you... All you'd have to do is um, put something into, uh, into the code that effectively was a, like a hidden fine. You know what I mean? You know, from the encounter very easy then to to implement so yeah i think i think that's that's a very cool idea um you know suffer not suffer not a uh an alien sympathizer to live i guess <laughs> i can i can imagine i can imagine michael brooks sitting at his desk with a little uh you know, with a little warhammer 40k figure just looking at the player list and going burn heretic burn <laughs> anyway just oh dear! <laughs> does, does, it, does every time someone uh, mentions Warhammer 40k, someone's got to have a drink, <laughs> two shots of whiskey? Uh, oh god! I thought it was every I'll time we say in about twenty minutes. We're having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anybody... chap. Okay then, Alan. Uh, chaps, thanks I'm going to leave you to it. And um, sorry, Marshall, I'll let you get to the patch update and the other bits and pieces. <laughs> no but um, thank you. <laughs> Have a have a great show, and hopefully that was useful in terms of uh, of me being around. And I'm going to go back to uh, to Firefly, which I'm, cheers, Alan, and um, enjoy Firefly yeah. and strong female characters. Yeah, yeah. cheers. Enjoy. All right, you take care. Good night. Good night. So on on that note, um, we'll quickly go back to where we were before. Um, Andre, the oh, the patch. Where did we get to? Yeah, the monster patch notes. Um, yeah, I'm only going to cherry pick stuff because it. Uh, it is very, very, very large. Um, um, under the uh, general tweaks and fixes, there's a nice little thing for folks that are out up at Colonia, myself included, in that they're now having uh, a mini USS, so signal sources will now start appearing in and around the Colonia mini bubble, which is quite nice, so there's extra things to do whilst you're up there. Um, the passengers... There's been an update on the timescale for long-distance expedition template. Essentially, Frontier has said it can go up to 28 days because I know some folks were getting missions to Colonia for 24 hours. And um, obviously that's going to be an epic 
gaming session and you want to do it all at once in one day or over the weekend, you're not going to do it. So that's quite nice for, for people that have been doing passenger missions. So that's pretty cool. Um, the missions, and I think Chris touched on this earlier, someone touched on it earlier, is about the missions for the ancient ruins. The ruins site, and it, and it does, you know, it's got its own missions now. One of the engineers has given a mission. If you go to the engineer, but you need that engineer unlocked, unlocked rather, um, and it pays a rather nice amount, which is a hundred billion. Um, what it does, and I think it's really, really nice because I know there's been a lot of issues with folks saying about Frontier. You know, they put all these puzzles in games and stuff, but it can only be solved, you know, externally from the game. You know, when they're exporting the sound files and doing all of these other bits and pieces. But with this, folks have been finding out, say, the patch has only just gone live, you know, what, five, six hours ago, something like that. Um, there are a hundred different types of data that you could pick up at the ancient ruins site. And it gives you a bit of history about that race. Um, and it seems to refer to them for little bits that I've just read. Um, it seems to refer to them as the guardians. Um, so, so that's the triangular blue cheese guys. Yeah, yeah, the the ancient ruins site. So there's lots of text when you when you take you know these little artifacts and things that you can pick up. When you do different things, there's a hundred different combinations apparently. But every combination you get right, you get you'll get a million credits. But you also get a little like a little wiki entry about the alien species. So it could be social, it could be historical, it could be military. There's loads of different ones. I've only seen a couple. Um, but it's quite nice. And I think, you know, it could fill a whole, you know, a good few reams of paper um, with the amount of background fluff that they've actually put in-game, which I think's pretty cool. Um, so if you can get over there, get over there and have a look um, and start learning some stuff about the ancient ruins. Yeah, it's interesting because because one of the people when we were talking earlier about the, the the different types of aliens is that in the apparently in the ruins related mission it refers to the ruins as being something to do with the guardians. So there's already yeah. a piece of term, terminology that's being associated with them. And apparently, now I can't see this in the actual thread, but in the IRC chat, Clytus was saying that apparently the layout of the ruins has changed slightly with the patch. Can they yeah, do I've that? Yeah, I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they obviously yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. It feels like something they shouldn't be able to do. I mean, unless it's meant to be that someone's been excavating it and that's changed the layout because they've dug up dirt. I mean, if you click on the... If you go into the canon thread, uh, which is a really long URL I'm not reading out, you can click on the spoilers and it shows you an aerial photograph of the archaeology site. Um... And it looks like there are archaeology-type structures on there, although I've not visited it myself, so I don't know necessarily what those are. Um, yeah, is that is that a bit weird that they've changed the changed the layout of the ruins? Well, I think um, that's intentional. I mean, is it is it, a, is it a case of retcon? Is it a case that Frontier realised that something they'd released wasn't quite going to work, so now they've had to change it? Or is the changing of the ruins, are we supposed to be reading some kind of meta plot into that? I, I, mm, I think it is probably a change to the plot. 
just just as a basic speculation alert, I think the, mm. they've gone and changed it for a reason. Um, so now that we've got the engineer, um, I mean, before, what was it, before Christmas, an engineer started making the announcements that they, they'd crack some... They poo-pooed it and said, no, wait till the next patch. And this is obviously this part of the game coming through. So... At the moment, we seem to have three threads, even four different background threads running it, running in parallel. We've got the obviously these alien encounters. Um, sort of, what, what's the terminology now? Is it hyperdiction? Is everyone calling it a hyperdiction? I think it's a hyperdiction. Yeah. 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 yeah just, so. just to make sure, because there's a lot of toing and froing of hashtags, and I could never work out which one everyone decided on. Um, and then we have, um, obviously, these uh, new ruins. Uh, also, what with the, uh, the the rift stuff happening in the background as well, and then on top of that, we've still got this tension in the Maya system between the, the Empire and the Federation. I mean, that's, that's four major threads running in the background. Do you see them all twisting together at some point? I think it's possible. And you've also got the barnacles. You don't quite know. Well, everybody says, you know, the little sign that's on the barnacles. Mm -hmm. That's the um, the Orion Nebula. Because a lot of that's region locked, isn't it? You can't get... Oh, is it? Yeah, a lot of it's... um, Is it it region locked? You can't... You need permit locked, is the word. Yeah, that's it. Permit locked. There's a whole gamut of um, systems around there that you can't get to. Ben? After after you're taking a drink, Ben? <laughs> Sorry, you spoke to me just as I got interdicted there. Um, and I've lost what I was going to ask you. Um, but oh, it was a double dotter. It must have been it a was, good one. It, it were a good one. Um, I'm going to have to think about it. Sorry, you... you, you, you I got interdicted and then I got all panicky and excited. Meanwhile, back back to the patch. <laughs> okay, <laughs> back, back to the back to the humongous so, patch notes. The question I question I have, and again this is a question from IRC chat, um, mm-hmm. is that uh, obviously the, the, this whole thing to do with the um, the, the alien ruins. Um, obviously, the engineers are now able to give missions. Presumably, this oh, is a new, point. this is a new feature and new functionality. Didn't they say it was too much effort to link the engineers and the mission boards together? I'm sure they said that in 2.1. It's happening, isn't it? And there's also other stuff that you can pick up. That, um, like when you do the scan after the hyperdiction for the, what this is assumed, the Thargoid ship, that stays in your ship's computer, so that's going to be used for something mm-hmm. at some point. Um, yeah, there's lots of stuff that I think they're kind of building. Um, and the unknown fragments, there's, there's those that you can keep hold of. Um, yeah. What's there. So there are extra things coming in, aren't they? Uh, but, back at the patch. Back I mean, <laughs> we've gone through the, the mission section here. So, I mean, I've already put a couple of new military modules on my vulture down here at, at Maya, but is there anything else that you've, you've um, noticed? I, I, think, I think the big one for the weapons, and it's not specifically mentioned in there, but I know that it, it was 
it was not inputted. I think the last time I was on, I was talking about sensors affecting the gimbal's tracking arc. Yeah. Or the amount of degrees. That has actually not been included now. So yeah. what great sensor you've got doesn't Im- impact your gimbal weapons at all. So Frontier, so- I think Sandro commented that they're going to go back and revisit that. So have the gimbals actually been nerfed in any way, or is it just... I saw lots of buffs to fix. And yeah, but exactly. It's gone, it, no, gimbals are kind of the same, but um, fixed weapons have been buffed. They've buffed, been buffed cool. by damage and um, capacity. Reload speed I saw. Yeah, and all kinds of funky stuff. So if you're okay using fixed, fixed will give you more bang for your buck, as it were. Yeah. It, it does seem that there's a lot of... Uh, it doesn't generate as much heat, so it should also last longer in the capacitor. Yeah. So you know that. Ooh, it's just, it's just whether or not you've got the skill to use them. That's the. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it's practice. I mean some of the other weapons, things like the plasma accelerator, again, it's a fixed weapon, and the rail guns. They've particularly the plasma accelerator have been buffed. The ammo, which always was a big bugbear of mine to the rail guns has been mm-hmm. buffed as well by quite a lot which means that you can actually use it for more than two minutes um, without running out of ammo to the rail gun yeah. which is quite nice can, can you can you synthesize ammo for the um, for the real gun and for the plasma accelerator for the plasma accelerator you can uh, let me just check I'm actually I've got a plasma I'm, I'm in game so I'm just gonna, yeah you can all oh, right for the railgun, I'm not sure, but I know that there's a mod that lets you use fuel as an ammo source for the railgun. I can't remember. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so you can do that. I haven't used rails for a long time since I, used, since I got annoyed with their lack of ammo. Mm. But yeah, that's been increased. And, and as you, you, you touched on, um, you've got um, military modules which... Basically, let me just scroll down to my notes. Um, some ships, and this is a good one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven ships out of all of the available ships have got military slots. So the only thing that can go in those military slots are, slots are hull reinforcement or module reinforcement. So one gives you more armor, and the other one protects your modules against damage for a, a percentage of, the, of time and a percentage of damage. Um, and they're free slots. So if you've got a federal gunship, or you've got even an eagle, you get you've got free slot. So you can stick in some extra armor or the module reinforcement pack um, for no um, detriment to your existing loadout. Um, if, if you look at some of the other ships, I mean, particularly the federal gunship, it's got three extra military slots. So <laughs> worth playing around, it will turn those ships into tanks. Um, yeah. Obviously, it doesn't, doesn't affect your shields, but it does affect your hull, um, which means if you're doing things like ramming, um, you'll certainly do a lot more damage. Do you think they've been watching that scene in Rogue One? <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, spoilers? Seen that one. No, you'll only know what I'm on about if you've seen it. It's not yeah. a spoiler. And of course, it, it's got nothing to do with ramming, obviously. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, you're okay for me to just carry on going through? Oh, yes, obvious. please. Um, for other ships, so for the for your trading type ships, so things like the hauler, your type 
six, seven, and nine, and the kill back, they've got double hull health, um, which means if your shields do drop down, they should last a little bit longer, um, which is quite nice. Vipers have also received a lightweight chassis upgrade, which basically means you can use Vipers for racing, which is pretty cool. Got some, mm. got some thr- enhanced thrusters on them. They can go, you know, super fast. And things like the paint job, um, the chrome and the gold paint jobs in game have actually got got a slightly different shader on them now, and they look really, really, really shiny. Ben, I don't know if you've flown your gold conda, but I haven't at the moment. No, it might, it might be worth dipping in and have a look at it. I don't think Maya's got a outfitting place either. I think may has been UA bombed. Yes, it has. Would um, you get an outfitting slot down here in Danielle? That's where I am. Okay, uh, Danielle's is, oh. progress. Uh, uh, you've got outfitting, but you've got no repair facilities. Right, I'm being interdicted again. Because of the UA bombing. No. Okay, so let me just carry on. There's a few more. I mean, I've also noticed in the patch notes that there's a whole lot of stuff about um, networking fixes. Yeah, hopefully. Well, there's a big thing about wings and instancing, and that's that's always a, a big bugbear. Um, wings dropping, or you're not able to see your wing mate, or just having an instance that's kind of... You can only see half the people that are in it, so mm. touch words. That's a good improvement. And also another one just scroll up I highlighted it in red um, for the engineers I know there was a big issue about you know, the commodities that you had to have if you were doing a bit of engineering so you needed um, microweave cooling hoses or something, something something else which means you had to slog it all the way to a station or do a specific mission to get that particular commodity well that that functionality has actually been taken out so all of the engineer recipes or, or blueprints that they've got now only require materials and not commodities. So it makes life just that little bit easier that you're not having to hunt around for that additional item or play the RNG game with trying to get a mission that gives you with a mission-specific commodity because that was always a, a bit of a pain, really. And talking of recipes, there's loads of new ones. There's one, two, three. There's about eight eight or ten, eight or nine um, additional recipes or uh, blueprints to go to go with the game. Essentially, it's just reaching the, the top tier upgrades for, for a lot of the weapons. Um, and I think yeah. that's kind of it for the highlights. Oh, oh no, just one other. Um, one is the increase in combat bonds and bounties on them. NPCs by 15%. Because obviously the NPCs have got these buffs as well. (laughs) Um, right. So it's just increasing the payout, whether it's a combat bond or a bounty. Um, Which is quite nice. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had an opportunity to to fly out in uh, using any of these things yet, so uh, that's going to be an extended play session tonight in order order to find out if it's made me a better or worse pilot. (laughs) (laughs) One quick question, Marshall. Has anything happened with the stacking of missions that you've seen? I, can we still stack I our... Think still stack. Were you talking about missions? Yeah. I've, had, I've had people saying places like Sothis and um, Seos, you know, the, Aye. the, the poo, the poo <laughs> travelling missions. <laughs> yes. I think they're back up and they're back oh, in. Oh, right, okay. I That's know, interesting. Like, trading missions now are back to how they used to be and they're 
you know, fairly well, fairly well paid. Um, right, but I so think it's still stack, but you can't do the cheat. I was thinking the stacking of the of the combat missions that we're having, where you're killing bazillion skimmers, and yeah, for every five every skimmer you got, you got like another five mission completed kind of thing. Yeah, that that that's specifically been addressed. There's a point in in the patch notes where if you're doing conflict zone kills, you have to actually kill a conflict zone ship, not a skimmer. So that's kind of been. It's an, it was an exploit. Um, it's, it's been taken care of, so it's been removed. Well, that's good then. Yeah. Oh, and Ben, it's a planetary base. Okay, but it's in the Maya system. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, the patch notes that it seems to have still been overshadowed by all the Thargoid or the alien encounter stuff. I mean, and. We've had an interesting theory from Han Zen, who says that he thinks the UAE is actually performing a fence, a kind of a fence, to stop the jelly ship, jellyfish ships from leaving the Pleiades, kind of like a, a I don't know, a, a lock-in. I mean, what, what do you think to that kind of idea? I actually think that kind of goes in with what I was saying about we're seeing multiple factions of a alien species that uses biological weapons or biological mm. ships. So I'm not massively surprised by that. And yeah, I wouldn't be, wouldn't be at all surprised if we have one, one kind of, you know, we're having some alien and alien action here for, to keep Colin sexy time up. Jeez. <sighs> oh, I, I am not Captain Burke. Stop it. I'm not even Captain <laughs> Zach Brannigan. Come on. Jeez. Doesn't matter. Had sex. Sorry, had you're the one that's, You're the one thinking of it all the time. I think I'm worried about you and your <laughs> alien man, mantles. Yeah, that is on too much Dockers. So that's what his problem is. Because uh, I haven't we've not, been, not put out an episode for a while. I, I'm, I'm missing my fix. Oh, is that what you call it? Fair yeah. Enough. Moving on. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think we know that they are coming up in a in a sphere around centered around Merope, and we know that they're basically scanning stuff. So it could be that they're they're trying to find out what's happening with these aliens, and then they don't think they could have gotten any further than Merope, maybe, or mm. you know, two hundred fifty light years from Merope. I mean, it's um, been a couple. There's yep. been a couple of images shown um, where someone thinks that they've seen what looks like the outline of an alien probe within the cockpit of um, of that flower spaceship. Has anybody else seen those images? Oh, oh, I, yeah. I was just looking at it. Someone's managed to... Presumably someone has managed to take like an ultra-high-res screen grab and just zoomed in. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can tell you a wee bit about that. That was actually Antares Fusion from the truckers who did that. Cool. Took a 16K screen grab. <laughs> 16K? Wow. 16K. It is a one point something gig bitmap file that corresponds to about a hundred and something, 130 megabyte PNG. Um, nice. And if you try looking at that PNG in Chrome, it'll crash your browser. So oh, don't do, don't do that. But if what, you save what, what, what that PNG, at, yeah, what yeah. I'm looking at is just a cropped section 
just showing that centre eye of the the alien ship. Eye. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's interesting. What what were you saying is is inside the cockpit a probe? Uh, yeah, the, if you actually look at the alien probe, not the alien artifact, the alien probe, oh, right. um, there seems to be the outline of the alien probe within the cockpit. I mean, I'm correct there. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, it's at the top, isn't it? That image. I'm I'm seeing that that looks more like it could be a, the alien probe, but I'm seeing that the top thing there. Sorry, I'll let me just open this up on screen on stream so everyone else can see what we're talking about. Um, do not look behind the curtains stream because yeah. you'll see our show notes. And then for those listening <laughs> on the podcast, so the images are kind of, uh, I, you know, it really reminds me of something, and I can't, I can't quite place it. But it's kind of obviously it's a, it's a, it's a, a sort of glassy-looking cockpit dome, uh, and inside you can see these two kind of circular shapes with a swirly pattern on top. It looks kind of like the um, rippling water in a stargate, although obviously we can't see it animating. Uh, and there's all these kind of black spines that look a bit like kind of, I don't know, they look a bit tentacly or like a black rib cage or something like that. But it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely creepy looking. It's the bit above it that looks like a control panel. Yeah. yeah. You look above that, that, that kind of yeah. darker outline. See, I'm seeing... I don't see that as a probe. I see that more as a... That, to me, looks like it's somebody's head. Somebody's somebody's head? I think... You know, I'm seeing that as the head in the top top part of the image. So you've got these two... two, I want to call them like a... A a bay area, like a... You know how we've got our commander's chairs and things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, I see that almost like in this ship we've got two alien commander chairs and one of them is being taken up because um, I think if I remember correctly in the original document in the original elite in the original elite or uh, frontier it was described that the Thargoids sat in the middle floated almost in the middle of their nest mm. or I don't want to call it a nest but yeah they float in the middle of their command pod and that looks to me like it's something floating in the middle of a command pod, holding on to various controls. I mean, I I kind of see what looks like two eyes and a nose, and I'm just going to put this out there. But does anyone else look at that and think, man in a ninja mask with Hello Kitty ears? <laughs> <laughs> I think that is probably just you. Because that's what I see. <laughs> And now I've seen wow, that, Chris. I can't unsee it. <laughs> well, thankfully, I can't make that one out. <laughs> I don't even know if we're looking at the same image, but... Um... Oh. Yeah, I've got unzoomed it now for everyone. Yeah, awesome. Now I'm trying to I'm trying to see where you're seeing the Hello Kitty thing rather than the, the probe now. And that is not good for my eyes. <laughs> I, might, I might have to go onto the Twitch stream, because I don't know if you're looking at the same image as me, because uh, it's, it's pretty funny. Anyway. I've gone and zoomed in on the original one now. Um, okay. So we've got the top of it and the bottom, and that's yeah, that's now fed its way into Twitch. And yeah, that to me looks like the head there, and then you've got the body or the thorax of it there, and then it's got the ar- there's arms and there's like a shadow of an arm coming down there. And 
then we've got something even higher up than that that's got some one, two, eight red buttons on it. How can you see red buttons? If no. you look at the Twitch stream just now, you'll see the red buttons. Uh, no. Or if you look at the Twitch stream when it's caught up with me, you'll see red buttons. Oh, you, yours looks like... Did, maybe I'm seeing a colour-corrected version of this image, because that's not what I'm seeing. Let me, let me post what I'm seeing. <laughs> okay. I'll just put the link in Skype. You can, you can do right. it. <laughs> okay, I hope that nobody. I hope that no one said anything dubious in Skype because everyone's going to see it. Prepare for Ninja Face. No, it's all good. Okay, let's see what's in here. Oh, that. Okay, yours looks weird. You've got shadowing and reflections and all sorts there. Yes, yeah, I'm wondering if this is a different image that, than your, or it's been color coded. Yeah, that is. No, no, something. No. I don't know. It looks pretty similar. I, do, I think Chris is quite right here. That, that yeah. looks very similar, but cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like the edges have been defined or something, doesn't it? If you, and if you look near the yeah. top, man in a ninja mask with Hello Kitty is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get. <laughs> Whereabouts that? I don't see that. Um, so you've got the you've got the two circles, right? Yes. You see what and I mean about the Stargate about... water, but I don't know because I haven't seen yeah. it moving. In yes, person, I don't know if they ripple or whether they're just, you know, well, the, yeah. <laughs> so, and then, do you see above the two circles? You've got the red. You've I, got I, the yeah. an area with the red buttons on it. No, I see a man. I see a man in a ninja mask with alligators. <laughs> That's an, the red square. Okay. Oh, I see what you're getting at now. Yeah. If you look on, <laughs> if you look at my version, which maybe hasn't been color collected, but I can zoom in further because it's the 16K image. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, eight distinct buttons, and then that looks like some kind of sound system or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're looking down Yeah, sound system. Is that from uh, Jonathan Lon, who's saying that it's clearly speakers, <laughs> and it's a fat system to play alien drum and bass? Yeah, why not? <laughs> they'll, they'll hear with their, their knees. <laughs> so... I mean, yeah, it does look better. Just, someone in someone in Twitch chat was saying, "Is that the 1980s version of Elite playing on a monitor in the Thargoid ship?" Because that, that would be, be so hell, funny. That would be a hell of that an Easter egg. That would be very funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but what I love when we look at this is, you know, everyone says they're very biological, and when you look at them at normal resolution, they do. They look very insectoid and biological don't they but then as you get into the detail you can see what i think are probably mechanical aspects of these which is why i think you know the the ships are not individual living entities such as we would recognize it possibly the closest they are is a bit like the the volon ships maybe but i don't think even as much as that maybe I don't know. You know it's just, bi- it's just bio- biological technology. Or biomechanical or whatever. Mm. Mm, perhaps. So how does this how does this centrepiece relate to what was crashed on the ground in places like Pleiades and the other crash sites? Well, that's, that's the thing. It's missing in those sections, isn't it? Indeed. Or Some is it upside down? Sp- I think... Well, could be, yeah. Yeah, people have speculated that the ships that have crashed have gone face first to yeah. the ground so that's that's the back but 
if it's not, then yeah, that's missing. If they're the right yeah. way up. Yeah, because I seem to think from the video that actually the back of the ship as it flew away looked more like the crash site. I would agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I get interdicted. Hmm. Oh, we do have a slight hyperdict- answer. We'd have a slight answer from IRC chat. Um, we were talking about the engineers giving out missions. Apparently, oh, yeah. the, Ram, the Ramtar engineer mission is automatically given to everyone landing at Felice Dock. Oh. So maybe that's their way round. So they haven't actually integrated the engineers with the mission board. It's more mm. like, you know how like you get sent an invitation to go and visit an engineer when you reach certain criteria? It's kind yeah. of like that. When you land at Felice Dock, you get populated with a mission to go and investigate the the landing site. That, that's, that actually would do me fine if you sort of turn <laughs> up at an engineer's place and they say, here, automatically have a mission. Can I think we'd like that for all of them, wouldn't we? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about engineers, though, am I right in thinking the engineers no longer need their materials for getting stuff? That's right, the commodities. They need the yep. materials. But yeah, sorry. Commodities, yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. So, huzzah for that. Yeah. God, yeah. Oh, but I see that we we don't have any facility to actually replenish chaff or um, heat sinks via uh, synthesis and engineers. So, ooh. That's weird. <laughs> that's, that's, weird. that's the one thing I really wanted. That's yeah, weird, though, because chaff is basically just a big sheet of metal cut up into pieces and ejected outside of your ship. I mean, that's all chaff is, really. It's lots of little pieces of metal designed to in- interfere with reflective sensors. I, I remember I live-streamed with Sandro in December at some point, him saying that it's possible for having that <laughs> with chaff and heat sinks. Because, yeah, it's just... You, you can synthesise most things, but not, as, as you say, sheets of metal. It won't let you do that. Hmm... Yeah. Just weird, but it's. I mean, you know, obviously, outside of the, you know, the met, you know, there's there's the whole thing of balancing the game and whether someone can yeah. can synthesize. But whether it's whether you, I mean, how often do you really run out? I suppose you do run out of chaff, but it's not a big oh. deal. I run out of chaff quite often. <laughs> if I'm, yeah, if I'm doing lots of combat and things like that, sitting in a war zone, I'd rather be able to synthesize my chaff and heat sinks than have to use that as a reason to go back to base. Mm. Oh, and there's, there's that shield reboot thing as well, isn't there? In the in the patch notes, oh, they've, they've had, yeah, it's in. But they've they've gone and made, they've gone and nerfed it down from the original idea, which means that um, if you get shot or you're rebooting, you don't get your shields back. And if you try to reboot boot and you're going faster than fifty meters a second, it won't come back with shields either. So you've basically got to be a sitting duck in order to do the reboot to come back with shields, which I think is fantastic because it's, it stops any exploit in combat zones where you can just pop out, reboot, and then you're back in the fight again. Yeah, You've got yeah, to, you, you know, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm glad they, they took that under advisement with the beta. Mm. So, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, we've, can I ask a tinfoil hat thing? Go on. Because we, we like them. Right. You guys are all familiar with the Galnet logo. <laughs> oh, 
God, yes. this. I, Don't I you thought... think that looks awfully familiar? Yes. What? Yeah, very, no, very, too. very familiar. Look at, look at the Galnet logo. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a massive conspiracy. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> Dave, David Icke was right. The lizard people are in charge of everything. <laughs> they are scanning our ships and running our galactic news. Yeah, I'm checking our jobs. <laughs> Talk about voting for the wrong lizard to get in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they're all the same lizard. Uh, oh God! No, don't don't get me started. On that. We need Mister Stabler on the on the line just to just to see him his his, his head pop when someone go, mentions David Ike. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying but, are you saying that the uh, are you saying that the president elect is just Michael Gove in a different skin suit? Is that what you're suggesting? Oh, <laughs> I th- are you saying they're all Slovene? Yeah, basically. <laughs> If you've seen videos of Michael Gove, if there is anybody that looks like an alien not sure how to wear a human body, it's Michael Gove. <laughs> it is really quite scary. <laughs> well, at least if there's an alien side, Boris Johnson, he's got plenty of space to move around. Anyway, sorry, bit of politics there, let's move along. Um Aside from all this, there's actually been a couple of other things going on in the community. Um, we've got the the Colonia CG winners, uh, and also the Elite Dangerous Neuron Neutron Router. Um, has anybody actually followed the 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 Colonia CG winners? Obviously, Andre, you're up there, so yeah. I mean, I've got I've got a list. I can read out the winners if you want. There's a, there's <laughs> ten. Um, these guys hold an, an incredible amount. Um, the and I'm probably going to mispronounce these. So apologies if any of the pilots listening from any of these groups the EOL Pro group um, hold a massive 34,000 and they're predominantly quite a small um, Russian player group but they they outhauled pretty much everyone else 30 f- yeah. yeah by about 5-6 grand wouldn't you? Yeah. No, I, yeah that's that's phenomenal yeah and, and then in the list you've got the kind of usual suspects of Galcop, you've got Cam mm-hmm. there you've got Explorers, you've got a few other groups. Um, but what was also <laughs> what was also interesting is that Frontier also li- provided a list of the ten that were outside of the ten, and they're going to run yeah. out another five from this. Well, possibly from this um, to go through in the next round of, of Colonial expansions uh, when that CG ends in about three weeks' time. Right. So, so what's going to happen with this? I mean, obviously, new stations and new systems are going to pop up, and these factions are going to exist for I those think, new stations. I think, it's, yeah, it's going to be very exciting up at Colonia because I don't think anywhere in the bubble you've got so many player groups right on each other's doorsteps. Is there going to be war? Is there going to be a lot of diplomacy? Or is there <laughs> stuff? Or kind of a combination of the three? Um, Tomorrow, is going to come over and kick everybody's well, neck. Exactly, the is just going to wipe Colonia off of the map. Um, that's, that's kind of one of the reasons why I left for Colonia, because I think it's really interesting, the dynamics of the player groups that are up there. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before it starts getting... Um, we start entering the realms of shenanigans. And so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's exciting, fact-driven... <laughs> A load of player-driven content out there, which is which is fantastic. 
Unless, of course, the entire play piece has to run to Colonia at a later point. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is a real... Because, Ben, you've been out there, haven't you? It takes oh, yeah. a long time that, yeah. that the hall to get out there. So. Mm. And I, I would say it's... I would... Okay, I wasn't doing it in the most efficient ship, but it took me... I would guess... 48 hours of solid playtime... Bloody hell! Yeah, I, I would guess that. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it in solid playtime. That's part of the problem. Is like, you know, I'm doing it an hour here, an hour there. Yeah. Mm. Um. Well, heading out to Colonia is the one thing that my Xbox command is going to do, and I'm going to stream that. I'm going to take my my shiny Chrome Sidewinder and fly her up there. Um, at the moment, I'm just basically preparing. Running my Xbox commander because he started with absolute sod all, and I'm building him up so that he's ready to to, to start the whole trip. But I'm only going to have a, a, a light, a jump range of about 16 light years. So I think someone's someone said that's about 120 hours. I'm going to be going. I, I had 16 light years on my on my jump, so you know it is doable. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stream that one. I think. I just want to chip in from Twitch chat here. Um, so this is according to uh, Mindwipe, the the FD official Elite Twitter account. Colonia isn't safe from alien interdictions either. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> dum dum dum. So if you're in Colonia, you might. <laughs> so they've obviously got quite a range themselves. And he also says that Colonia can be reached from the bubble using the neutron highway in 81 minutes. Bloody hell! Yeah, right. I would imagine that somebody who's got like a fifty odd light year range. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, there's a, there's a yeah, there's a map of there's a map of neutron stars that you can hop between yeah. that gets yeah. you there in the shortest number of jumps possible. Is it me, Colin, or is this a lovely Sedgway? Yeah, funny that a Sedgway or a Segway? <laughs> isn't a Segway something that you that was the thing before? Uh, these hoverboards. I thought that was a Segway. A Segway is a link between two sections. You know, this is the, my mispronunciation problem. But <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, yes, we've got the Elite Dangerous Neuron Router. Now, this is a page that will allow you to plot the diff t between uh, a course between two different star systems, and the result will show you every time where you need to go in the galaxy in order to plot the new route, and it prioritizes neutron stars so that you can then create your own neutron superhighway to get somewhere fast. The reason that I'm not going to be using them is because my poor ship has got no shields. <laughs> I've got a Saidi with no shields heading out there and I don't want to risk putting her through anything like a neutron star field now, you filter the, your, your galaxy map to avoid um, what, is it, what is the is it unsequenced stars or you just go yeah. get yourself to an Obi fine girl kiss me thing yeah, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a. I mean we'll put this in the show notes the link to the neutron router uh, I mean that it just goes to show how this community is basically um, awesome. putting together and producing tools for other other people to use. It, it, it constantly surprises me from anything from, um, was it, INRA, INRA. That, that's a fantastic resource, all the way through to the um, uh, 
these navigation tools and, and the amount of work that people are putting in just to help other players with their experience is phenomenal. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to get confused between Inra and Inara. No. Huge difference. <laughs> Huge difference. <laughs> yeah, pronunciation, my thing? Don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it's really good. It's really good that people do these things. Um, I still haven't had a look at the... Um, there's the Hutton Trucker. The Hutton Trucker Tracker. You've got the... Tr- yeah, Trucker Tracker. How's that? Can anyone give us the... Um, because, uh, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure there are people who are doing other things, but can anyone give us the lowdown on what the Hutton Trucker Tracker is going to do? So, I can do a wee bit to you about that. So, yeah, the Trucker Tracker basically tracks your trucking. <laughs> the Trucking Tracker tracks your trucking. So and glad you think I've got... Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad Ben decided to do that no. one. <laughs> I've gone off and I've actually, I'll load the Trucking Trucker Tracker. <laughs> And I will share it on screen. There we go. So you can basically, you could, and it's basically, it's feeding everything back to the Hutton Truckers Hotbed uh, team. To uh, and it'll share them what missions you're doing, um, how many times you've mugged somebody, if there's any any time you've been, done any <laughs> PvP, if you've been PV doing any PvP killing. Is it pulling um, stuff from the um, pilot's log? Pilot's it's pulling journal. stuff from the pilot log, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, and I, I I, think, if I remember correctly, the mugged stuff might be how many times you've actually thrown a mug. I'm not I'm not entirely sure about that one. It was a bit weird. Um, <laughs> but apparently, if you're running it and doing stuff for the truckers, it really helps them out because it lets them know what we're up to, basically. So, actually, could somebody actually use this app to track a trucker and then shoot them down? Yes, because I can, I can look at it and I can see that... <coughs> I can see that El Masri was at HIP 4005 in Super doing a community goal, apparently. So I suppose, yes, I could do that if I wanted to. If I was evil and nasty and horrible. Oh, you, you horrible person. So, I mean, I do like the fact that the community is coming up with the, the tours. Um, really, Chris? <laughs> Where's that, that from? That, 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 you were asking if people had any other business before the end of the show. That was a bit of yeah. business I came across this week that blew my mind. And Go on. I will share it. I've actually got two things that blew my mind because um, someone's things just popped up on Facebook. Um, the, the the thing that blew my mind slightly less. Does anyone else think that Monster Munch are meant to be little claws? Because I've always yes. assumed that Monster Munch were little claws. Apparently, no, Monster Munch are meant to be great big f off claws. No, you they've you've got them the wrong way up. You're meant to stand them up on their feet, and it's two legs oh. and two arms hanging down by the side, and the center is the body. Okay, anyway, I, that blew my mind. I thought. Uh, the other thing that blew my mind, and I'm sure everyone else is going to say, yes, Chris, that's really obvious, but you know how C-3PO is this massive golden robot? Yeah. C-3PO's lower right leg is silver. And it's always been silver, even in episode four. That's, it's never changed. The fact that they've pro- The fact that they've produced a line of toys and a line of characters in video games where C-3PO is entirely golden. If you go back and look at screen grabs of A New Hope, C-3PO's right leg is silver from the knee down. 
And I You're read right, about it. It, is. it was an yeah. article about selective memory, and it's about the fact that no one realises the CPPO's right leg is silver. And actually, what's really stupid is, I was looking at a Lego model of C-3PO the other day, and his lower right leg is silver on the Lego model. So someone else has noticed it. But I just I saw this, and I was like, no, that's wrong. And I googled a picture of C-3PO and R2-D2 in the desert, and I stared at it, mouth open, as C-3PO is standing there on this silver leg. Because <laughs> it's just... It's just so, it blew my mind. Blew my mind. Is it... Is it just in A New Hope, or is it in all... It's, it's, all, of, it's all of them. It's all it's of them. All of them. Yeah. Oh, you fuck it. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to look, go through... You're going to force me to go through all six <laughs> now, aren't you? But including the first... The, the supposed first three. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, well, oh, no, don't... In the first one, he's just bits and bobs, isn't well, he? He's just scraps, but... Yeah. Okay, I am. I am looking at... It's just now. I've just I've done the opening crawl. They're being attacked. Oh god! Oh, come on, pause. <laughs> right, that that is definitely two golden legs there. <coughs> oh no, mind wait. We're seeing that episode seven. He's no, no, no. Below, below the knee. Below the knee, Ben. Okay, below the knee. Right. You <laughs> below the knee. It is silver. Oh yes. Just about I, to see it on yeah, the knee. Oh. <coughs> um, right. I can't come believe on, it. Oh, it's brilliant. Anyway. I think it's probably, I mean, C3PO, I don't know, C3PO is kind of shot in full quite often. Uh, I'm just zooming in on him while he's walking down Tatooine. There it is. Yes. Yes. You can see it quite quite clearly there. Oh, my. Chris, stop it. It's changed my life. (laughs) C3PO's silver leg has changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I mean, this is kind of an aside because we're wrapping up. It was an article about selective memory, and they're saying it's one—it's moments like that that make people think that we're living in the Matrix, because you're like, no, no, no. I remember C-3PO. C-3PO is gold from head to foot. If his leg is now silver, that means someone has gone back in time and not only changed my memories but changed the film, because I remember him being gold from head to foot. It's one of those things. Anyway, yeah, but I'm sure all the toys were gold. They are, and that's the funny thing, because people, including licensees, have always assumed that C-3PO is gold from head to foot. That's actually not the case. Crazy. Bonkers. Crazy world we live in. Wow. Well, on that bombshell... (laughs) 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 Oh, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can then email info at laveradio.com. We're on Facebook slash Lave Radio and at Lave Radio on Twitter. You can join the Discord channel by going to http tinyurl.com Lave Radio or you can join our TeamSpeak server where commanders hang out to chat on teamspeak.laveradio.com. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half eight and streamed out on laveradio.com slash live. So, with belated thanks to Alan uh, and to Ben and to Andre and to Chris. And thanks to those commanders that have joined us in the Twitch and in the IRC chats. Thank you very much. And until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Oh, I forgot I'm hosting. The music's me, isn't it? You are the music. But if you want to just blather for a couple of minutes, I'm going into the outfitting screen right now, and I will have a look at this gold, this gold skin just for you, Colin. Well, that's for, nice. for me?
<laughs> oh, you're the one who mentioned it. I, so, I mentioned so it, I think. Oh, was it you, Andre? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Andre. That's all right. That's all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch your stream now and see that because it's going yeah. to be extra shiny. <laughs> and hey, there might even be a crazy, um, there might even be a crazy after show stream as well. We might play something <laughs> or do something. Who knows? We haven't Who discussed knows? it. It's too early to say. Um, someone in uh, news, someone in chat is saying, do we have, do we have Galnet from Commander Wotherspoon? Because if we do, I don't know about it. And I can't if we do, I don't know about it either. Um, I can go and have a look. Uh, yeah, please. Uh, well, no, I can. Um, is it in the drive? Would it be in the drive? It would be in the drive, but whether it would be... Oh, yes, we do. Drive, uh, it, no, the most recent one I see is was uploaded on Monday. Is that right? That does look very golden. Um, Monday, January the 9th. So we've got that. That'll so that's do. yesterday's. Okay, but I don't, yeah. I don't have that. Okay, Good I time. will send you a link to that location. Thank you very much, and I will download it and play it. Hopefully I'll have downloaded hope- it by the time the music's finished playing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to edit this little bit out of the podcast, I think. No, this is do gold. Not, do not look behind the curtains, chaps. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <sighs> right. Okay, I'm ready. Can you have a look there? You are. Oh, hang on, let me just look at this link before we... Uh... There we go. Yeah, that looks good. That looks good. Okay, you, you download <laughs> that, and then we'll have a listen to that afterwards. Awesome. Bye, everyone! Bye everyone. Bye. Watch out for Thargoids. Good night. Hug a Thargoid today. Galnet News Digest, 10th of January 3303. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, alien first encounter and the many unanswered questions. Double jump discovery makes explorers return possible. Faction winners announced for the Colonia Expansion Initiative. Hyperspace, an historical perspective. Alien first encounter and the many unanswered questions. 
Since last Thursday's interdiction by an alien spacecraft of Commander D.P. Sayer, many more such incidents have been reported. We do not understand these encounters, but we can begin to piece together what they have in common. The hyperspace interdictions are commonly being called hyperdictions. They've all been within 150 light-years of Merope in the Pleiades sector. It seems that carrying an unidentified probe makes you much more likely to be hyperdicted, and if you've recently scanned a probe, that makes hyperdiction even more likely. The eight-winged organic-looking ship that appears doesn't seem to have aggressive intentions. It scans the disabled ship and then departs, after which the ship systems come back online and the hyperdicted commander is able to continue on his journey. The alien ships appear to be the same as the crashed ships that have already been discovered in the same region. The region is bounded by the sphere of unknown artefacts, also known as UAs. These UAs are known to have a corrosive effect on ship systems, which has led some to suggest that they may be forming a fence to keep these strange alien ships within the Pleiades sector. The alien ships seem to be particularly interested in unidentified probes, which are known to scan planets and then send the data back in the direction of planet Merope 5C. Part of the data they send is the distance of the scanned planet from a permit-locked system in the Call 70 region. Merope 5C is in an area where there are many barnacles. Barnacles manufacture meta-alloys that neutralise the effect of UAs. We know that Professor Palin was interrogated by unknown assailants for several days about his investigation into the way that meta-alloys counteract the damage done by UAs. So if the UAs are a fence, then who built it? If the alien ships can't fly out, then why are we able to fly in? Were we ever meant to meet these aliens? Or was the permit locking system supposed to keep us apart? Was building Obsidian Orbital mankind's greatest mistake? Stay tuned for more information when we get it. Double Jump Discovery makes Explorer's return trip possible. Since the relatively recent discovery that white dwarf and neutron stars can boost frameshift drive jump ranges significantly, neutron highways have been established to allow very fast passage between distant parts of the galaxy. An intrepid group of explorers sees neutron star FSD boost as a means for travelling to distant stars never before visited, but until now it was believed that the journey would have to be a one-way journey with no return possible. Now Commander Odd Potato has changed all that by the discovery that it's possible to supercharge your frameshift drive twice from the same star. To do this, you must jump from within the cone of a neutron star. While the hyperspace countdown is running, it's just possible to supercharge your FSD a second time and the charge remains available for your next jump after your exit from the first jump. This dangerous manoeuvre means improved travel times and possible extensions to the neutron superhighways, but it also means that the distant stars explorers may be able to return from their dangerous voyage of first discovery. Faction winners announced for the Colonia Expansion Initiative.
The first ten factions to be granted leave to emigrate to Colonia have been announced. Top of the pile are the Eol Prow Group, with the Winged Hussars second. Other notable winners include Radio Sidewinder, Galcop and Cannon. Neither Ed's 38 nor the Mobius Colonial Republic Navy qualified this time, but a second initiative's already been announced, so there's a second chance for all the unlucky runners-up. Hyperspace History An historical note was published in Galnet this week, giving some background to the hyperspace technology that we take for granted. Originating in the 22nd century, hyperspace technology only became widely used in the 2800s. The original faraway jump system required a satellite infrastructure and a limited fuel resource, known as Quirium, and was frequently unreliable. A number of ships became lost in the witch space of hyperspace tunnels, their fates remaining unknown. The replacement system, the 2B, no longer required Quirium, but it had two disadvantages. Jump times were no longer instantaneous, sometimes taking days or even weeks. To an outside observer, although to the pilot, they remained near instant. Secondly, the hyperspace cloud left at the jump entry point made piracy all too easy for the buccaneers of space. Most recently, within the past ten years, the current hyperdrive technology has brought back the near-instant jump times we used to get with the Curium drives, but with a good jump range and very high reliability. It is perhaps humbling to realise that we don't actually understand how hyperspace technology works. The events of the past week have proved to us that creatures other than humans appear to have a much better understanding of hyperspace and are prepared to use that knowledge. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news, so you don't have to.